Hi guys, welcome back to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm your host, Courtney Kosak, and I am super excited about today's guests. Uh, they were so fun to talk to. Uh, I have Matt Myra, who writes on the TV show The Goldbergs, and his wife, Dori Shafir, uh, who has just written a novel that is getting rave reviews called Startup. And we're going to talk about their podcast, Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, which chronicles their fertility struggles. Uh, we're going to talk about how they met on Tinder. Um, there are a couple stories about <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart and Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is uh, were amazing. I'd love to hear them. Um, and uh, we'll talk about how they keep the romance alive. So here we go. I am so excited to have you guys here today. I am here with Matt Myra. Uh, she nailed it, guys. Whose sperm is dumb. Yeah, really? <laughs> Real dumb. <laughs> and Dory Shafir, whose eggs are old. <laughs> True. Um, of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, uh, a podcast that I love. It's such Thank a you. fun journey. Fun? Is that the right word to talk about fertility? Bad struggle? word for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you guys have like a lighthearted handle on it so it's yeah you have to yeah if you didn't we'd it'd be a very sad podcast that no one would listen to yeah totally and i'm not trying to have a baby yeah. and it's still fun <laughs> like i am specifically in the stage where i am trying not to have a baby right 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 <laughs> uh, we've been there but <laughs> i look back at those days and think what were you thinking buddy you could have <laughs> Should have been getting it in. <laughs> Could have been a time when your sperm wasn't that dumb. We missed that window. I know. And Matt, you also write on the Goldbergs. Uh-huh. And as you were saying, you're like a podcast. You've been on. Yeah, I do the Nerdist podcast. Uh, and then there's a couple other very niche podcasts about various pop culture-y things like James Bond, Frasier, and Star Trek. Love it. <laughs> and uh, Dory, your book is... You're not... In, First novel? My first novel. Yeah. Startup. Startup. Just came out like within the week. Yeah, it came out on April 25th. So exciting. Yeah. We were just talking before we started. You got your first New York Times book review? I did. Yeah, they called it um, Biting and Astute. Yes. So I was I'll like. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you get it. <laughs> Twitter bio. Were those, the, were those the best two adjectives you could pull out of there? Um. So that was that's probably the best uh, soundbite uh-huh. adjectives. Why gonna, you don't you don't I think they're good? I haven't read this review. I haven't oh. seen it. You don't like biting in a stoop though. I like biting in a stoop, but I also like uh, wonderfully brilliant. Okay, you I'll, know, just I'll, like you know what? I'll write them a letter. If you could yeah. talk to Let's them. Let's email the New York Times. Yeah, this <laughs> this great review wasn't good enough for my husband. <laughs> oh, in fairness, I haven't read the review. <laughs> um. So you guys met on Tinder. Is sure that did. Sure did. Pre-excellent adventure, there were Tinder swipes that happened. Yes. And on Matt, was it was your second day on Tinder? It was my second day, right? Oh, or I like a, it was like a it was super the, so short. I went on for I went on I was gave myself a forty-eight hour window of Tinder. I said, I, I'm going to go on. So many people hate you right now. I'm going to go on. Including his wife. I was like, just going to, on a Friday, I was like, I'm going to give it till Sunday night. <laughs> Shut her down. I'm going to see what, see what happens out there. Uh, so I did some swiping. And it might have been the, it was probably the second day. But by that time, I had matched with five people. And I only messaged Dory. She was the only one that was like, oh, she seems to have her shit together. <laughs> I was really just looking for someone Little employed you know. and I was looking for employed older and uh, Oh, you were looking for older. Yeah. I love that. Because it was I just know. like <laughs> I fucking love that so much. I was tired of dating people younger than me and my age cuz it's it's like dating children. It's ridiculous. Yes. And I oh was my like God. You... I am tired of hearing about your terrible open mic. <laughs> it's just a specific set of women you were dating. <laughs> yeah. I think he was also glad I wasn't a stand-up. Oh, I'm, I was so glad. I that was just is, glad you weren't in comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice... If I think uh, people that do comedy for a while, they think it's, like, necessary in their partner. 
Right. Right. And then after a while, you're like, why? Yeah. Why would I ever invite can't more of we, that into my life? Can't we bring different baggage to this trip <laughs> called life? Exactly. <laughs> so funny. Uh, what were your profiles? When Do you remember like what? I remember. I still have screenshots of both of our profiles. Yeah. Matt had a funny quote. There was something about how he had been quoted in the local paper about like clam chowder or something? Well, like it was in the Lowell Sun from Lowell, Massachusetts. And it said they quoted me about chowder. And the way they attributed the quote was uh, Matt Myra, a true New Englander. I love that. <laughs> so I put that because it just pulled. I didn't, I wasn't like I had not honed a profile. So right. I wasn't really sure what to do with Tinder. And the way Tinder works is it pulls from your Facebook. Yes. So this was something that I had put in my Facebook profile in like 2006 in that little section, that about me section that oh, I've never. Oh, just pulled from that? And I've never since updated that thing. It was just the first time I signed up for Facebook, that's what it was. And then when I pulled up Tinder, it had shown that and I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm going to leave that yeah. as my profile. And I thought it was like kind of funny yeah i'm like weird like you know I, I hadn't i hadn't seen a tinder profile like that. are you a new englander yes and i'm from boston all so right I was that's like, how you reel it in yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i was like oh okay that's kind of funny a fellow you know massachusetts native um and there's just something like sweet about his profile i'm you know very charming <laughs> in uh in five photo bursts <laughs> I think you had a picture with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I did. It yeah. Was that is, you had, you had Tinder game from the beginning. Exactly. Just, he had I, natural Tinder game. I was just, you know, it was me and, and it, it was a very funny photo because it was Neil deGrasse Tyson had come on at midnight. And I was writing on at midnight uh-huh. at the time and he pulled out his laptop to like show me, he was like pitching me an at midnight game. And I was like standing Amazing. in the green room with the executives and like looking at his, he's like, look at all these memes. He's, he had collected all of the memes featuring himself. Ah! Oh my ah! God. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like from all, from all over the internet and he had them all. And he was like pitching me on a Neil deGrasse Tyson meme game, which I was like, this is not a bad pitch, but it's like <laughs> the photo is like me just like Neil like pointing at his computer and me like, uh-huh. So I just thought it was a very funny photo. Yeah, like, and I, like, I saw it, and my kind of initial, you have, like, a, you know, when you're going through Tinder profiles, you have, like, a visceral reaction mm-hmm. to photos. For sure. I think my visceral reaction was, like, oh, this is a guy who doesn't take himself too seriously. Yes. And that was appealing to me, you yeah. know? Um, <laughs> did it both, did it say, it said that you were both writers in your, yeah. somehow, it, I think I said was I was in, a journalist. Yeah, I think that I... I think mine said something to the effect of like, I write comedy for a living mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that. It was clear that you were employed also. Well, I wanted to put it out there. That, <laughs> <laughs> that is an attractive quality. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so we, so we met on Tinder. I had been, I had moved to LA almost exactly a year before I met mm-hmm. Matt and had been on Tinder and OkCupid kind of on and off mm-hmm. for the last I year. I know that, yeah. Yeah. You know that game. Um, and had gone on a lot of first dates, had gone mm-hmm. on, had met a couple of people that I went out with a few times, but no one that I was like super excited about. Yeah. And when I met Matt, I had just, my friend, my friend at work and I had been on Tinder for a little while. And we both had decided that we needed, she was like, let's do a man cleanse. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So we had like deleted the apps and uh-huh. then. I decided to go back on. I was like, all right, it's been like six weeks. I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll dip my toe back in. And so that was when I met Matt. But I had gone through a lot of frogs, as it were. And so it was especially galling to me that he was like, yeah, I don't know. I just like went on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, totally. And that's what I tell people, my friends, too, when they have like instant kind of bad experiences. I'm like, you gotta just give it a few cycles. Just go through it a few times. It gets better. And I don't know if Tinder's like, you know, this was, this was three years ago. I don't know if Tinder's like changed its algorithms, but I did find that if I like deleted the app 
and then came back uh-huh. that I seemed to be getting shown like a, a better quality of guy. And oh. I don't know if that was just like it's my sweet life hack. Mindset, yes. No, no, no. I think but, that is actually true. I, I, in my experience of deleting and and then yeah, re-downloading. Yeah. That would happen. Yeah. So I feel like there was something about me having been off for a while that maybe like algorithmically like showed me to you and then, yes. you know. Like so. I'm very grateful for all that Tinder gave me, but I kind of <laughs> wish that I had gotten to like to the point where I was like trying to get my friends to recommend me to Raya. Like I wish that I had hit that <laughs> juncture where I was like, really? hey, can I get... Come on, I'm putting a good word. Like, it just I don't know if listen. Uh, friends have done Raya, and yep. I don't. It's like there you can find. And one of my friends found a great dude, but are you looking for a douche? That's where. Right. That's where you find. Well, a I douche. have friends that are on Raya, and I'm like, they're like, oh look, it's Terry Hatcher. I'm like, what? Well, I know. <laughs> no, totally. But then there's a lot of just other like. I don't know, randos on there. Influencers. Sure. Influencers. <laughs> exactly. No no shade. No, but. yeah, no shade, but uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I, yeah, so when Matt messaged me for the first time, uh-huh. his message was like, I've never done this before. Like, am I doing this right kind of thing? And like said something else, but... I got, like, you get a lot of messages like that where people are like, am I doing this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, That's God, real. another one of these I guys. believe I said, I've never used this before. Yes, whatever. <laughs> I said, I've never used this before. Is this what is supposed to happen? Is this yeah. what you're supposed to do? Okay, basically the same thing. And I messaged you, yeah. Right. But, but it was all legit. And you no, I know. You are the only person I messaged. I know. But at the time, I remember I didn't respond for a little, for like a few hours because I was had this internal debate about whether he was bullshitting me. Yeah. Um, it turned out he was not. No. Just trying to figure it out. All just, I am is a an genuine... honest human being. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how quickly did you take it offline? Pretty quickly. Yeah, no, we switched to the, um, we switched to texting that weekend. Yeah. So we had to, we had to do a match on a Saturday because I was texting you on Sunday. And then I think maybe Monday, that Monday we had we talked on the phone. Yes. Oh, you did a very like each day was like a little. We different just like a little bit more, a little bit more, and then we went out the that Thursday. That Wednesday. Went no Wednesday. yes Wednesday because double taping of at midnight and I yeah. left early. Yeah. To nice. Go on our yeah. first date. So. And then you said on your show like you've never spent a night apart in the same city together. That was that was true, true but until it, you had to write a book. What was it? Dory. Yeah. Well, <laughs> was that it? I mean, it was. I feel like there was one weird instance where one of us slept somewhere else. I don't even. Why would that even be? Well, it just happened this past week. That's right. We were in Boston. We were in Boston and Matt stayed with his friends a couple nights. I had had my fill. Of my parents. Of of the Shafrir Steinberg house. That's fair. Uh, Honestly, it was was really just that it was so hot in there. Yeah, they live in this building where they can't control the They live on the 26th floor of this tower. And I could not, I was like, is there air? And they're like, well, the building doesn't turn the air conditioning on until whatever the date is. Jesus. Like, but it, it's global warming. This air conditioner was, should be on all the time. It was stuffy. And then they were like, oh, we'll, here's a fan. And it was just like sad, like little plastic no. fan. Yeah, and and Matt was like. <gasps> said terrible. I run very hot. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Lowell. Yeah. I'll see you. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was one of those things where I think I was a little more wary uh-huh. because I had... I definitely gone out with guys, you know, you meet the, these guys who are, who like immediately are like, oh my God, like uh-huh. just come on super strong and start talking about like things in the future. And you're like, I've known you for a week. Uh-huh. And Matt wasn't like that extreme, but he was like very open about mm-hmm. his feelings. And I was a little like, whoa, wait a second. Like I was a little not suspicious of his motives. Like I, I thought he was being genuine, but I was like, he might not know himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get that. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. 
but now that I know him, <laughs> I know that, you know, he did know himself. But at the time, I was like, is he just going to be one of those guys who's like, oh, my God, I think I'm in love with you. And then, like, the next week is like, ah, actually, bye. Um, you know? Yeah. Um, I, that's, uh, like, you like... sleep together a bunch, and then yeah. it's like, yeah. what, fizzled out but in the last? But even that sounds yeah. like more effort than I was willing to put in to, to pretend Yes, it's right. No, like, the right. charade of dating just is exhausting. Yeah, hundred percent. I was over that period of my life, and I just was like, but then with Dory, something cl- it was that instant like, oh, mm-hmm. that's how a, an adult human being is supposed to be, and uh, that is <laughs> incredible. No, I find that in my. Cr- I met my boyfriend on Tinder, uh-huh. uh, like nine months ago. Um, Congratulations, yeah. fellow Tinder story. Thank you. Uh, there's got to be like just so many of us, right? Yeah, there are. There, yeah, there are some people. They're that, starting to be more and they more. Come out of the woodwork. They email us. Let us know. Yeah, a woman I work with just married a guy she met on Tinder. Um, I feel like it, it. It happens. Yeah, and it's. I don't know if it's as superficial. I mean, it is superficial. Uh, the process, I, I guess, but. It's just that it introduced, I don't know if I would have met him otherwise. It's right. like, we could have randomly, yeah. yeah. but I just don't think the introduction would have been the same, yeah. and we're so compatible. Yeah. Well, what's funny is with us, we have a mutual friend, Julia Siegel, who at the time was working uh, yeah. on At Midnight, um, and I had broken up with my previous long-term girlfriend, we lived together two and a half years, uh, and then we broke up, but it was like, it was a, it was the most pleasant break I've ever had in uh-huh. my life. And like, we're still talk and we don't hate each other. And we just knew, uh, it, it and was, yeah. after that, maybe the week after that, Julia was like, I have this friend you have to meet. And I was just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> this just happened. So she that was, was talking in, about you? Yes. Yeah, that was in November. And then we matched in March, right? Yeah, end of March. End of March. I love that. So that you crazy? could have been set up on a blind date. Yeah. Yes. But we probably, if, if we had gone on that date, Matt probably would have been like, I'm not ready. Uh-huh. And then it's not like six months later, he'd been like, oh, let me call that woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so. But I it was a it's... very, it was a, just a weird thing. And then, so after I met Dory, I uh, at work, I, I don't know if Julie was even a no, mutual. she was. Was she a mutual Facebook friend? Because I don't even know if Julie oh. and I were Facebook friends. No, I think Tara. Tara was the only one. <laughs> yeah. um, but we, I met her and I talked to her and I was like, oh, she's great. And then I think we went out and then I was like talking about it at work. And Julie was like, shut up. And then <laughs> like, that's who I was going to. I was like, all right. So I, we do give Julia some credit as yeah. being a good yenta. Yeah. yeah. She just put it out to the universe. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Um, so the I the six year thing was interesting when you emailed me. Uh, like that's the the reverse of that is in my uh-huh. relationship. Do you, does it ever come up? It's like never a thing. thing. Yeah, no. it's never like I don't think that big that difference is. No, I don't. I I've always felt older mm-hmm. than I am. I've just like. I'm one of those people that was born 40. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, all my friends are older than Dory is, like, by a few years. Like, most of my best friends are in their mid-40s, and mm-hmm. I'm 33. <laughs> so it's like, and it just, it just, I don't know how it ends up happening, but I'm just, this. like, also over everything. <laughs> and then we find each other. Um, and... You know, it's very, it just has always felt, it has just always felt better for me to be talking and being, hanging around with someone older. Like one of my best friends in the world, um, John McDonough is, he was a senior when I was a freshman Uh and we became friends then. And I would argue that the the freshman to senior gap feels huge at the time is enormous, Yeah, but we somehow like, and you know, it's just yeah. I've just always felt old. So the age thing with her has just been like, no, this makes sense. Yeah. It's literally been like one reference that we didn't share. Well, what's funny, <laughs> <That's is> like... <laughs> because it, what's funny too is that I feel like often the references that I should 
know from like my childhood Matt knows better than I do because he's the youngest of four and I'm the oldest of three ah. so I feel like that also has a huge impact like when you're the youngest of four and his next oldest sibling is seven years older uh-huh. you are absorbing all of their pop culture from like a very young age yes. whereas I was like just absorbing whatever my parents were telling me to absorb. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an older role model to be like, this is cool. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these things, especially from the early to mid eighties, Matt is so much more conversant in than I am, oh, yeah. which is like weird. But like, I, yeah, because I have like vivid memories of being a child, and like I had two, my two oldest siblings are girls, so I have two older sisters. Ah, uh, yeah, um, I have younger brothers who are what Kim's what forty seventy. What year she went? Seventy two. So she's forty five. And my other sister's 39 or 40. No, she's 40? 41, I forget. I think. Whatever. They're old. <laughs> <laughs> but I have vivid memories as a, as a child of them like getting ready to go out and like me just like hanging out on the floor while I was watching. They had MTV on. So I'm like watching like, I'm watching real a, world uh-huh or, or, and like, right. not even a real world. This is like, I'm talking like born in the USA, big video at the time and like poison videos and Def Leppard and like all oh, of that yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, okay. And you have been like four. Yeah, so all <laughs> of that is in my head as though that was my youth. So that also might be part of why I feel older yeah. than no, a lot I of the people around me. It's also like, you know, like I love The Fall Guy, which is a show that was canceled Probably in 1984, <laughs> but like, and I was born in '83. But like, I would just watch these. Re- I was just raised by the television. Like that's that is it. And so, for Dory, who was such a studious young person who mm-hmm. was constantly doing what she should have been doing, while she was doing that, I was just being raised by television. Yeah. So you know, a lot of like, I'll make a reference to like an episode of Family Ties, and she's like. I w- okay, I watched a lot of Family Ties. Drunk Uncle on Family Ties. Tom Hanks. But you also have yeah, that, like... that's good. You have that, like, perfect recall. I yeah, I that I don't. And the pop culture yes. refs. I feel like when you work in the kind of comedy that you yeah. do, yeah. like, that... Yeah. You need that almost. I think it's also, like, part of, like, why I ended up on the Goldbergs, which is a show that's set in the 80s. Oh, yeah. It's, like, a perfect yeah, hit. Yeah, so it's, like, all of the... Everything we're referencing, I'm like, yeah, no, totally. I get it. And I'm like the second youngest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, how okay? So how long after you guys were an official Tinder couple did did you realize that you wanted to have a baby together? Uh, that's a good question. Hmm. It was definitely before we got married. Yeah. Well, I think once we knew we were getting married, we could. Then think about the next, the next, the next logical path. step. Yeah. So, it, and we got engaged ten months in. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You're right around the corner. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of feel like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was soon after. I think the it was engagement. around. We were like, well, let's start trying to have. Because you know, at that point, I was 37, and so it was like. You know, it's... But in L.A., I feel like that's, like, the time women start to ha- maybe have babies. Yeah. Like, totally. But it was like, okay, well, we should probably... I, I, I remember I talked to my OBGYN, and she was like, you know, it's not the worst idea to start trying. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Um, and then she was like, yeah, so from the time that you sort of, like, really start trying, like, tracking your cycle mm-hmm. and all that stuff... Um, usually we tell people if they're not pregnant in a year to go to a specialist. But since, you know, given your age, you should go after six months. I love that we have a brand of advice. Like, if they're asking this question, we say this to people. Like, <laughs> like, we're in a space where, like, you're saying, like, if they have been trying to have a baby for a year. She like, was when saying... when people write in to us, though. No, but, like, when people write into us in an email form and they're like, well... You know, my husband and I have been trying for blah, 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 blah. And, like, we'll be like, no, you should see a specialist. Like, we're experts oh, in the yeah. field at this point. Yeah. It's I bet true. you, yeah. How many, do you get, like, a crazy amount of responses? We get a, an avalanche of email. We get so much email. Um, which is great. Damn. Which is amazing. I mean. The show would not exist without email. Yeah. 
I mean, what's also been amazing to me is just the way people, like, people, like, pour their hearts out and want to tell us uh-huh. their stories. We get some, yeah. We you get know? some of that, too. But I'm sure with this, how specific the process yes. is, you're just, like, wanting someone else who exactly. can also, who's dealing with it in a way that is accessible yeah. and makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah, who can just kind of affirm what you're going through. And, you know, for, I think for some of and it, the people who sort of really, there have been a few men, but it's mostly women. Uh-huh. You kind of get the feeling that they've never articulated all of this stuff in such mm-hmm. a way, particularly to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's very intense sometimes. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it is pretty amazing that... Yeah, no, I think they're just happy to finally talk about it to people who aren't their doctors and mm-hmm. who are who have gone through it and are going through it and that's the part of why we started that podcast was like no one fucking talks about it mm-hmm. it's crazy I you know I started talking about it on the Nerdist podcast and then I just started getting tweets from people who are like oh my god I'm so glad you said this there's mm-hmm. such a stigma and I'm like oh, that's weird and then I started talking about it amongst you know my you know I play poker every week and I started talking about it there, and it like three of the nine people that play poker were going to the same clinic as us. Yeah, but they had never talked about it. It was only when Matt brought it up that everyone was like, "Oh yeah, me too." Ah, uh, it's so interesting yeah. the topics that fall under that category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just like I just you know it's something part of having been on a podcast for so long is that my life. Like, if you wanted to go back and look at the last 10 years of my life, very easy to do. I've been doing podcasts since 2008. Yeah. And you can track every, every <laughs> fucking point in my life is out there and is annotated on Wikipedia by somebody. Uh, and it's just, it's interesting to me that I'm such a talker in life. I have to, like, I have to, like... Go into the. I gotta find something else to talk about. Uh huh. So I just have been naturally sharing for so long that this, there was never a question of, yeah, sharing this. So I, in fact, when I did share it, I think I did it at a live show first. You did it, at no, Comic Con. The Patrick Stewart episode. Really? Was the first one that you Amazing. mentioned Amazing. That Captain Picard was the first guy yeah. I, ta- I really talked about to Patrick Stewart? Yes. I remember, because I remember <laughs> people so tweeting good. at you No recollection it. of yes. that whatsoever. No, you, it was definitely Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. That's so and funny. And I, I think it just sort of came That's up. so weird. And I had I had um, listened. Oh, did I listen to that episode? I can't remember. I don't know. But it's then, Patrick Stewart. You should. But then you <laughs> talked about it at Comic Con. Right. That's crazy. Kind of more extensively. Yeah, but it was the, the kind of thing where we. <laughs> so I had mentioned it and I talked about it, and then Hardwick texted and was like, "Hey, should we edit that out? Like, uh-huh. is that okay with Dory if we talk about yeah. that?" And to me, I was just like, oh, that's so weird. I didn't think about how she might feel about that because I'm so right. blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, no, go ahead. But I think because Matt had so destigmatized it for me, uh-huh. the first round that we did, I barely told anyone and was very not public about it. Uh-huh. And then um, just kind of seeing the way Matt... In, like engaged with it was uh-huh. very engaged. See, that's Patrick Stewart. <laughs> See, he's engaged <laughs> when oh. he goes into warp. Someone at home is laughing. <laughs> I don't know how much crossover there is on this podcast, but there's got to be know. one Star Trek fan out there who enjoyed <laughs> that. And, and you know what? If there's not, I enjoyed it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, like why am I not? talking about this like yeah it's not anything to be ashamed of or to stigmatize and then like one day I was really annoyed at my insurance company my health insurance company Mm -hmm. and I started like ranting about it on Twitter Mm -hmm. and all these people started responding to me and I was like oh like this is this is a thing and I also saw all the people responding to Matt after the comic-con show and also how many of them were guys Mm -hmm. like so many guys had never talked about it to anyone and 
I told him we should do a podcast and he was like, I don't want to do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, number five. I was just like, oh, literally. God, I don't know. And she just kept, and I was like, no one wants to hear that podcast. And she's like, well, why don't you put it out to a vote? And I, you know, you can run polls on Twitter and we did. Yeah. It was 80-20. 80-20. 80 Yeah. And I don't remember what threshold I told her. If it's this, I'll do it. But whatever it was, it was over, and I had to do it. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Is it, like, cathartic for you guys, too? Super cathartic. Totally. It's really helpful in our relationship to have that time where we know we're going to sit down and talk about um We'll, we'll talk about where we're at, first of all, mm -hmm. in, in IVF ourselves. And, you know, sometimes lately we've been sort of peeling back the curtain a little more into our life and uh -huh. just what's going on in general because we're in a bit of a break from IVF for her book. But, you know, also whatever the email is about, you know, maybe it's something like they're asking about whether or not you tell the kid that they're an IVF Baby. Uh -huh. And I'm like, well, I think this, and then she thinks that, and it's something we would never have thought to right, discuss. Right, but we're sort of working it through in real time. Yeah, it all just that. comes in, and it's you know, it's it's the honestly of all the it's the easiest podcast I get to do because it's in my our dining room, and it is at home, and it's Sunday night, and I don't have to worry about scheduling, and it's just like such a welcome relief to do a podcast yeah. where I don't have to worry about anyone's schedule. <laughs> And so you know like, all the, I mean, it, it sounds like you know a lot about the other things you podcast about too, yeah. but uh, it's like your life experience. Yeah. So there's no, Yeah. you're just pulling from that all the time. Yeah, and it really is, I mean, I don't, I didn't know what an endometrial layer was until yeah, we started seeing doctors. <laughs> and I'm just like, you got a lot of fucking plumbing going on down there. That is a very complicated biological machine in your body <laughs> that has so many twists and turns, sometimes literal twists. Yeah. Like, it's just so, like, this is like, it's crazy to me that there's all this information that guys never have. Yeah. Or never bother to think about unless they're going into medicine. It's just like, that, yeah. I have so much more, like, uh, understanding and like when she's like going like oh she's bloated or like the the injections are doing weird things i'm like oh god i don't know what's going on in there but i know it's very complicated yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm more understanding of it than i would be if like i mean we just have balls like it's, it's, it's nothing it's it's nothing it's just two bags of semen hanging out sometimes it's not enough semen or sometimes it's plenty of semen but not enough sperm <laughs> yeah, but there could be different coatings and weird things happening on sure. all the different ladies. Yes. Yeah. But on the ladies stuff, there's like lots of different parts so that can be affected. Well, right? it's like, it's, yeah, it's also so like, many. it's like working on, uh, it's an analogy that is ridiculous, but it's like working on a guy's junk is like working on a, on a, on a, on a car engine that is out of the car. It's like. Yeah. been pulled out of the car and you can do any angle you want you can take a look at it uh -huh. but like with a working on a, a, a woman's reproductive organs the car hood is not even going to fucking open like you're going to need just squeeze your you're hand you're just like <laughs> shove something in there get a little camera up in there it's ridiculous it's like and Matt has also come to the vast majority of the appointments with me. Yeah. So he has seen a lot of like what I've had to go through firsthand. Uh -huh. Like the camera thing that he's referring to, like one of the early appointments, um, this test had picked up that I had a polyp in my uterus. Oh yeah. And Remember so, that. yeah. So to like really see what was going on, they had to put a camera in, in there and, see and but to get the camera in you have to put like a catheter like it's it's very it's too many steps it's, it's very delicate thing. yeah and matt is there and he's seeing how the doctor like can't get the catheter on and i'm like freaking out and you know and it's just like well good i'm glad you're experiencing this with me yeah you know <laughs> it's insane 
It's really like it's like you you guys are like Volvos and Sobs. You bring it to an American mechanic, they're not gonna touch it. They're like, I don't what? I don't know what's going on down there. I can't. That's got a weird size wrench. I don't even have the tools. You're like a Buick. I feel like a Buick. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> so what's like the Cliffs just uh for, for people that haven't heard your podcast, what's yeah. like the Cliffs notes? version of your journey so far? Like, what have you tried? So, well, just to back up a little bit, um, our issue is, as as it says on our chart, male factor infertility, <laughs> um, which basically means Matt's sperm, Matt doesn't have enough sperm. Um, you're supposed to, like a normal level is around 80 million. 80 to 120 million. 80 to 120 million mm-hmm. sperm in a milliliter sure splooge one yeah splooge. In one splooge. <laughs> and that has around one million which um, i was just yeah i thought that was great when i heard the number and then, the doctor and then was he like, followed mm-hmm. it up with what it should be and i was like Ooh. yeah so um, we were kind of starting from there and then you know even though i don't have any um like real issues going on i am older so you know your eggs do get older mm-hmm. and the quality of them goes down the older you get. So the combination of the quote-unquote male factor and my getting older, um, you know, we've been doing... Although we would have had to do IVF anyway with the male factor. Like, even if I was 30 years old, they told us. You don't know that. No, they they told us that. Um, Why are you going to blame me? uh, I'm not blaming you. I'm just... (laughs) Sounds like you're blaming me. I'm just saying. um, But anyway, so we did... But like with a million, yeah. Is it like are you t- are, you got a shot or like no? no they it's very, really I mean, need. Like, there's always there's a always chance. a chance. But the way they put it is like it's less than one percent chance that that we could get spontaneously. There was less pregnant. than one percent chance that Donald Trump would win. Well, so there's always a there's we chance. Just stop doing IBS. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. So we did our first round of IVF where they retrieve eggs for me mm-hmm. and then they fertilize them with Matt's sperm. And they use this process called ICSI where they wash Matt's sperm mm-hmm. and then they find the best, supposedly the best quality sperm mm-hmm. and they fertilize the eggs with just one sperm. So if he had a a, you know, 80 to 120 million sperm count, they just sort of like flood the eggs with yeah. sperm. But with his sperm, they're they're taking out what they think are the best quality sperm. So then you, you find out how many of the eggs fertilize. And then from there, they grow them in the lab, which is like kind of crazy. Whoa, future. <laughs> um, and every other day they give you an update on like, at, this is how it works at our clinic. Um, they give you an update on how they're growing. And the goal is to get them to day five. And then they reach a stage called blastocyst, where they've essentially like they can then be biopsied and genetically be, tested. Yeah. So we've done that three times. We've done that three times. And each round we got one normal embryo. Um, and they we did a transfer in November of mm-hmm. the first embryo that we got. Excuse me, and it didn't work. So. Then we decided to do another retrieval round. Because it like has to take in your system? Yes. Yeah. And they don't know why it doesn't take. Like for because our embryo was tested normal, uh-huh. they they don't like they're just like, well, sometimes it just doesn't work. And you didn't want to do more because of the possibility of multiple births. Yes. So if you put there's a th- 30% chance of multiples if you put in more than one embryo, which is, like, that's, very high. It's a high percentage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, look, if if we had twins, like, I'm sure we would survive, obviously. Uh-huh. But, like, if I'm being given the choice, I don't want twins. Sure. It's just too much for me to even wrap my head around. Sure. Plus, they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the language. <laughs> I think those are more identical twins. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, You don't think they're talking in the womb? Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we kind of just wanted to do one at a time. Uh-huh. We went to a doctor, though. A, we went to one doctor before we met our doctor 
um, that we're using that the clinic that we're using now. And we asked her like, how many embryos would you want to transfer at once? And she was like, two to three. And I was like, what? (laughs) That was like terrifying to me. So do you have some in the bank? Cause you got three, you got two in the bank. Yeah. 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 A boy and a girl. And you just kind of want to wait on those transfers? Well, so there is a test that they can do to see if the time that they transferred it was the optimal time for your uterus. Uh, So um, they want to do that test. Now, in order to do that test, you have to do, sorry, we're getting like real in the weeds now. It's a hundred million dollars. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, exactly. Um, You have to do a mock cycle for transfers. So when you do a transfer, you have to give yourself, um, you have to take estrogen Mm -hmm. for a couple weeks and then you have to give yourself um, shots of progesterone for like five days before the transfer and then for another 10 days after the transfer. So to do the test, you have to do those three weeks. Of you have to do like meds. a dress rehearsal of the... Exactly. Which also means you have to like be around to do ultrasounds and on the day of the test, you have to be in Los totally, Angeles. Totally. And my schedule has just been kind of crazy over the last couple months. And my doctor was like, let's just wait till you're done with book stuff. Uh-huh. And then we'll sort of pick things back up again. But, you know, it is really frustrating because every time you have this window and it's always like, oh, that's the weekend that we were supposed to go. Yeah. Like that wedding. Life doesn't or, stop. Life doesn't stop, and when Just you're so doing you can IVF, get pregnant, yeah, guys. You, you, kind of, <laughs> you kind of have to put everything on hold, which is it can get really like depressing. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're kind of tied to this amorphous like maybe we need to be around, maybe yeah. we don't. Yeah. I mean, it's like being on call for a. Oh, God. For anything. It's just like, good God, what am I doing? I can't drive to Vegas. That's really my big complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Does it make, does the hormonal stuff like make you feel crazy? Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends. Like the mix of, every time they've done a different mix of drugs. Um, The first round, I felt like I was the craziest. And I think that also could have been because it was the first round and I was like very nervous going Mm -hmm. into it. We didn't have the podcast, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I, but I definitely felt very on edge that first round. Um, and yeah, then was she crazy, Matt? <laughs> you know, honestly, no. I mean, you kind of brace yourself for it because you're just there's they're putting so many drugs into yeah a human being. You're just like, okay, well, this is gonna mess up some brain chemistry, I'm sure. Right. So you kind of approach it a little carefully like you would a raptor cage again nerdy <laughs> reference uh but uh i would say I, I think i don't think you were abnormally behaving i oh, think you were right. i mean the one night you called me very angry that i was not there when you were taking your shots that was i think that was the peak yeah but i was also it was understandable yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> she was in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> what see. did I do? He came home. Drove home. You did. Um, so so you get you've gotten a lot of good feedback. Yeah. And like inspiring feedback. Yeah. Uh do you get any annoying feedback where you're just like, shut the hell up? Yeah, sure. I mean it's a podcast, so the answer is always yes. Yes. <laughs> in email form? Um I think we've had, uh, you know, I just get, we get a little, uh, just sort of. Like nitpicky. We get, the question we get that kind of like, ugh, is why aren't we adopting? Because uh. it's just, whatever answer we have for ourselves will not satisfy the person that's asking that question. Sure. So it is, we've explained ourselves, you know. But we still get the question, and it just and is now like, the way the question is phrased is like, I know you guys have said you don't want to adopt, but 
Right. Like, could you just explain why you don't want to invite And we've never, right. by the way, we've never said flat out yeah. we're not going to adopt. Right. I mean, there could I, be a time where we're just like... To me, it seemed like down the road it could be an option. Totally. But right yeah. now, this is 100%. what you want to exactly. pursue. We'd at least like to, while, you know, as long as we can uh, keep our credit cards at a, at a level that's uh-huh. reasonable, <laughs> we're going to keep trying this until she says, meh. I'm yeah. done. Because it's all, I mean, you know, I literally just have to jerk off. Yeah. Which I can do anytime. <laughs> she has to go in for ultrasounds, has injections for two weeks. It's just like, yeah. so if she says to me, we're going to do 19 more rounds, oh I'll be like, that's, first of all, a crazy amount of rounds, but <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if she's like, I, can't, I think I can handle one more round, I'd be like, I totally get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so I loved the episode where you guys talk about the fa- briefly. You talk about the Facebook group hate. Like you must have gotten oh. just like a little bit of something <laughs> because I it just I was like yes I <laughs> to screen the YouTube comments that we get uh-huh. for the show just to make sure they don't say anything crazy about a guest or whatever. Yeah. They go to my phone. And so sometimes I'll oh, be like God. waiting in line and I'll be like, I know my laugh is annoying. Or like, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> I can't even imagine having to do old YouTube commentary. No, I just. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Facebook group, like, we just. It is not a It is it's 99% not a, positive. And it's also yeah. not a place that we put together to just discuss the show. I could give a shit what you think about. Right how the podcast went that week. This is a place for you to talk about what you're going through and for everybody to yeah. help each other out. It's yeah. not a place to say, boy, the audio was shitty that mm-hmm. week. Uh, mm-hmm. I really wish Mike was behind the bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not the place for that. It's a place to go like, I'm going through my third round and yeah. you know, I just need to know that it's going to be okay. And that's what that's for. It's not, you know, and we said to them, I was like, if you want to fucking complain, about our show, email us. We'll see it. Right. You know, don't fucking dirty up the board with your garbage. I don't care. Like, they don't care. I love that. <laughs> I'm working on a, like, specific way to reply. But whatever. Yeah. We'll take this offline. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a thing you don't really... Also, like, put yourself in the headspace of a person who... I recently, last week... When we were in New York, I got someone on Twitter. I said something about recording. I was recording the Star Trek podcast mm-hmm. I do. And this guy tweeted at me like, uh, try to make it funnier, interesting this time. And I just was oh, like, oh, I, just, I just, I replied to him. <laughs> I forget exactly, but it, like it was the first thing in... A long since Brexit that like I got into it with trolls, uh, but it was I just fucking laser focused on him and just started. I was like, uh, I forget the exact exchange, but it got to the point where I just said, uh, I was like, if you're asking this question, oh, he said, is it going to be bo- is it going to be interesting or fun, funny this time? And I said, if you're asking that question, the chances are no. Uh-huh. And then he replied, well, uh, you know, maybe if you, maybe I'll make a podcast. I was like, I was like, great. It's a great. I would it's love a, I was to like, hear your podcast. I was like, it's a great way to make content for an asshole. <laughs> so, and then he was like, I don't understand why you, but what your problem is. I was like. I was like, it's fine. He's like, I don't understand why I can't say I don't like something. I was like, it's fine to not like something. And I looked at his like Twitter bio, and he said he writes for some sketch group in uh. Portland or Seattle or something. Oof. And I didn't, you know, I'm not making fun of his. I don't know. I didn't watch anything. I was like, uh-huh. I was like, I would never watch one of your sketches, not like it, and then tell you. Uh huh. Yeah. I would never do that. I would never no, go out I, of my way to let you know in a that what forum. you did was not to my tastes. And then he never said another word. That's what makes the internet commenting like easier, is just that you know that most 
sanish people are not interested in spending their time that way. Yes. It's really, I mean, it's just, it's the kind of thing, too, of, like, the, the Yelp reviews of, uh-huh. of, of establishments, and I've only, I've written, like, a positive Yelp review once about uh-huh. my barber, because uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. a good barber, guys. Go to Master's Barbershop <laughs> on Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, but I just, every, I would say 85% of bad Yelp reviews about restaurants start with it was my birthday uh-huh. or it was my friend's uh-huh. birthday and then they get into why they weren't treated like you a know princess yeah like a, a to borrow a word snowflake mm. Mm. yeah globalist cucks guys come on <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay so how do you guys keep the romance alive you got a special like date night formula or something we do. Yeah. Um, actually. Formula. Formula. It's called Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was actually my therapist's suggestion. Ooh. Um, I was kind of like complaining to her about how, I think it was some weekend where like Matt had recorded like a gajillion podcasts mm-hmm. and had been gone for like five hours at a time because when Matt records a podcast, it goes on for like four hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we never go out and, you know, Blah, 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 blah. And she was like, you should pick a night that is just, you know, you know that it's going to be your night and it's Mm -hmm. a date. And that way, like if he if all the other nights he has to go do podcasts and whatever, it's fine. Like because, you know, you have that one night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? That would make me feel a lot better. And I brought it up to Matt and he I was actually like expecting he would like put up a little bit of a fight, but he didn't. I can't believe I didn't. (laughs) Um, but he was like, okay, yeah. And now Saturday night is date night. And you don't like date night, Matt? No, no, no. Like it just, the concept of that to me, just sat hearing about it from the outside looking in of like, someone's going to approach you and lock up this day forever. Planned (laughs) fun. I'm just like, oh, this sounds like not, I hate plants. I'm like, oh, this sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember not arguing about it. Well, you hate plans, but you like structure. Like, you like to know that every, like, we record the podcast every Sunday night, and that Uh is, like, locked in. And Uh so I think it's, it's, if I had said to him, like, every Saturday night we are going to go to a movie and then go to dinner, and that, like, if I had had a plan for every Saturday Uh night, I think he would have been, like, very allergic to that. Uh But just saying, like, on Saturday nights, it's our time. He was he was like good with that. Yeah, yeah, it's worked out. It's been uh, it it is. It's just, I I find it crazy how busy I am. Like mm-hmm. I just it's like I'm even even wrapping my head around it now. Like I'm on hiatus for another three weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm just like staring at the calendar, going like, oh fuck! Once that hits, I'm gonna have that. I have this other thing on legendaries fucking digital bullshit mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. I should probably say that it's a great platform I love <laughs> but like it's just like this other thing I have to do on Monday nights Tuesday nights uh, I usually play poker which is like the fun thing in addition to date night that I do uh-huh. but then it goes I have to record one two three four four podcasts for sure every week uh-huh. and I work as a writer on a television show yeah. where my hours can fluctuate from I'm out at six to I'm ordering dinner. I'll see you hopefully by midnight. Yeah. So it just like, I'm thinking about my just staring at like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be off again till Thanksgiving will be the next weekday off. I have will be Thursday, November, whatever it is this year. Mm-hmm. And it just is like, I'm just like in my head panicking. Like we were driving over today and I was just panicking about that. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. But it is in all of that. It's very nice that I have like, okay, I'll see my wife for sure. Yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. I find that with uh, my boyfriend and I just moved in and it's oh. like, it, this is kind of like. Oh, after nine months, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> 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 when, when did we move in? Uh, Before you got engaged, August, six months. Six months in, so yeah. you're a little behind the curve. Okay, I'll <laughs> so try I'm to catch up. I'm gonna push <laughs> your engagement now out to a one year. One I've year requested one. one year. Yeah, I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna work out. <laughs> 
But it is, I love the seeing each other in between. But like, this is like the, I feel like for both of us and cut and you guys are yeah. there too. But it's like it's a career decade. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's how you got to run yeah. as fast as you can for. Yeah. This period of time and having a time that is specified to spend with your partner yeah. seems like a good way to do it. I yeah. might implement that myself. You should implement it. Yeah. And also, like, Saturdays are good nights because, like, there's usually something. That oh, yeah. Can, there's fun shit yeah. to do every week. We've been to some concerts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your favorite we, date night? My favorite date night. The Regina Spector concert was pretty fun. Because it was so close to our house. That, that isn't the only <laughs> one. She was, mm, but yeah. she was, you know, she was great. Uh, my two favorite ladies were in one place. It was amazing. I, but yeah, that was great. I kind of enjoyed. You like a drive around? I love it. I love an aimless drive around. Oh, where I get we like that. we have not planned on anything, and I'm like, ah, get in the car. Uh-huh. We're either gonna head to the beach or the beach. It just depends on which way we get there. <laughs> um, but uh, I really enjoyed the Shins concert. Even mm-hmm. though it was a Friday, it was it turned into our date night. But like, we didn't know if we were gonna get in. Like uh-huh. it was like this. Cra- we drove out to Pomona. Oh we yeah. We're supposed to be on the list, and then we weren't on the list. And then like, the PR person who was supposed to be there like wasn't there. She got sick, and I was like talking to our Booker from the Nerdist about like I was like, what am I doing? And then, uh-huh. I, was, like, then I was like guy... trying to buy a ticket. I was like gonna go scalp a ticket and. I kept going up to the will call going like, is it on this list? Is it on this list? And then like some guy was trying to sell his tickets. And I was like, how much are you selling tickets for? And he's like, uh, 20 bucks. It was so close to the show. It was like uh. 20 bucks. So I was like, all right, do you have two? He's like, no, I only have one. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my wife. And he's like, here, just take the ticket. And then he gave us the ticket. And then the people who we've been talking to all night at the will call. Well, I said, because we also, we saw there were people who came over who had had seats in the balcony and by the time they got to the balcony, the seats were all gone. And so they wanted floor tickets. Uh, and we saw that they gave them floor tickets. And we were like, oh, so they have some tickets. Have oh. So we were like, I was like, Matt, just go ask them if they'll sell you one floor ticket. And then they, I think they felt so bad for us. We'd been standing like sort of pathetically there for like an hour. It's like, it's <laughs> so pathetic. It's like this concert that I could have easily purchased tickets for at any point. <laughs> But then was told, no, we're going to put you on the list. And then I was just in that situation where, like, well, I'm not going to, who's going to feel bad for me? I'm, you know, waiting right. for it on the list. I could have just bought tickets. But it just turned into a fun thing of, like, for me, it was annoying, but also, like, oh, we just drove to Pomona. We might not get into this concert. This is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to this. Like, I was, like, thinking of, like, other things we could do in Pomona. And it's like, there's nothing to do in no. Pomona except go to, like, a bar full of, Full of people like 45 year olds who are pretending they're in college still. It was very strange. It was a strange place, but it was a fun night because we it was so. Yeah, they so, just gave us a ticket. And it then was so, we and we stood in. and we found a nice little spot. We yeah. watched the Shins. I had never seen them live. They're one of my favorite bands. Oh, what a night, guys! <laughs> All because of date night. All because of date yeah. night. Thank you, therapist. Really, yeah, really right? was spectacular. And she would have. We had the retrieval. The next day, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. We had a retrieval the next day. Wait, no. You know what? It was a Saturday. It was a Saturday. Great. Because the retrieval was on a Sunday. And that's I right. was like, I don't know if I should go. I have to get up at like 6 a.m. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Because and- I had like, she's like, well, find if you can find out if someone else can go with you. And I'm like, okay. I'm through my phone book like crazy to find people who want to go to but like the big hard sell here is that it's in Pomona yeah and anyone I'm texting in Los Angeles is like I'm gonna fucking go to Pomona to see the ask your wife I'm not not Zach Braff I'm not driving to fucking Pomona to see the shins so it just and it you know she was like finally she's like "Ah, I can go and luckily I didn't like bring one of my friends and then get embarrassed by the fact that I'm not on the list I just got embarrassed in front of my wife of this worked out thing that was not worked out at all. But we got there. Yeah. And it So that's date night. Yeah. Yeah. A different kind of excellent adventure. <laughs> Indeed. Going to a Shins concert. Hi you guys, thank you so much for stopping by and talking to me. Of course. Thanks for having us. Thank you for making a podcast out of your excellent adventure. Really is something. <laughs> 
Um, everyone should listen. Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, watch the Goldbergs. Buy Dory's new book, mm-hmm. Startup. I'm going to do that Great. as soon as we're done. Um, if you decide to get the audio book of Startup, a novel, the person reading it is not her, but the person reading it said GIF instead of GIF. Oh, which I just found out last night. Someone ah, came up to me. And it's really like, been bothering her, and I just wanted to like lay it out there for anyone listening that Dory had no control over that and just assumed that they weren't idiots. <laughs> she and knows would, how to say it, you guys. And would read the G as a hard G. <laughs> and I understand that the guy who invented the format says that it is GIF. But he is also wrong. Yeah. It is GIF. It's GIF. It is a yeah. graphic interface format. <laughs> Guh. Yes. Not a Jaffic. It's a graphic. Okay. So I got that out of the way. Start Thank up you. a novel by Dory Shafrir. Check it out. Definitely check it out. Do not blame her for the, the GIF. The GIF. Yes. The yeah. GIF. The GIF. GIF. The GIF GIF debacle is yes. what we're going to call it. Yes. Thank you. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Matt and Dory for stopping by. So fun talking to them. Uh, They are both so funny. Um, As always, follow the show, Reality Bites Pod, on all the socials. It's Bites with a Y. It will always be with a Y. (laughs) Send your digital heart stuff, your questions, your quandaries, your compliments to realitybitespod at gmail.com. Rate and review the show on iTunes. Five stars. It really, really helps other people find us. Um, and it makes me smile every time I see a new one. Uh, tell your friends about the show. We will be back on Friday with an all-new episode. It's mere days away. And I want to say a quick thank you to uh, Josh for their help in producing this podcast. And I'll see you guys Friday. Bye. Bye.